can local governments charge you thousands of dollars just to build a home on your own land? Um, yeah, we got to talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Cardio Miracle Studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. The Brian Nichols Show is powered by Amp America. Really excited to be part of the Amp America team. If you want to go ahead and read some awesome articles talking about current events, opinion pieces, and more, head over to ampamerica.com. And also, I am extremely excited to be powered personally by Cardio Miracle, our studio sponsor. Now, folks, if you've been listening to the show here for at least a year, you, you know I've been going through the Cardio Miracle journey for myself. And yes, I've said it time and again, I am vouching for Cardio Miracle because I know the Cardio Miracle difference is 1000% real. I see it in my daily using it in morning and night. I take it right before I go to the gym in the morning. I get enhanced pump at the gym. I see the uh, the, the better sleep at night because I take a, a, a dose before I go to bed at night. The secret ingredient is nitric oxide. And by the way, the, the flavor is absolutely incredible. I've, I've tried a lot of these other um, you know, health supplements, and I'm not going to tease any, but there's one that's a green one that's out there. It's like a super nutrient one. It tastes like bubblegum garbage. Just put it out there. Cardio Miracle, though, absolutely delicious. It's got like this, um, like a berry, kind of a, a deep berry flavor um, with a little bit of citrus. It's really, really good. Mix it with uh, like orange orange juice, or I like to mix mine just with water. It's it's that good. So um, anyways, the, the uh, Cardio Miracle difference, yes, it is real. So I want you to experience it for yourself. So use code TBNS at checkout. You're going to get uh, 15% off your order. Pretty, uh, pretty good deal there. And by the way, there's a 100% money back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose, but I, I, I know you're not going to go ahead and need that 100% money back guarantee because once you experience the cardio miracle difference for yourself you're gonna be hooked so uh, one more time link is in the description if you're watching us here in the video version head down there to the uh, the description click uh, and it'll bring you right over to cardiomiracle.com again use code tbns at checkout or if uh, you just want to go ahead and uh, you're listening to the audio version of the show just jot this down briannicholshow.com forward slash heart that's all you need to know so yes uh, join the tens of thousands of other folks out there who are experiencing the cardio miracle difference for themselves, I promise you, your heart will thank you. And uh, promising uh, your heart thanking you, uh, if you're a homeowner, your heart's going to thank you because you don't want to have a heart attack. If you would end up like uh, today's, uh, well, not today's guest, but today's topic of discussion, a homeowner who all of a sudden was faced with a $20,000 bill from his local government because he dare want to build a house on his own land. How dare he to discuss that and more. Joining us from the Pacific Legal Foundation, Brian Hodges. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. How are you doing? Uh, good. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. And thank you for, uh, yes, discussing this very interesting topic. Uh, and I know you guys over at the Pacific Legal Foundation, you guys always have some very fun uh, ways you're, you're helping save our, our constitutional rights when you're bringing a really important cases to the Supreme Court. But before we dig into today's case that we're going to discuss at hand, let's do uh, the audience a favor. Introduce yourself, Brian, to the Brian Nichols Show audience. And then let's set the timeline for this uh, case that we're going to discuss today. Well, uh, briefly, I'm a senior attorney at Pacific Legal Foundation. I've been 
um, working at the foundation now for 18 years, um, really fighting in defense of property rights and advocating for to get laws out of the way that frustrate the production of housing. So let's, oh, there we go. So let's go into this specific case. So this is the case of Sheets v. El Dorado County. So at play here is a traffic impact mitigation fee. Let's set the stage here for us, Brian. You have George Sheets. He's applying for this uh, this permit to build a single family home on his land. This is in 2016. And all of a sudden he's hit with a fee, this Tim fee. $23,420. That's the starting off point. Take us from there. Yeah, well, let me just back up a little bit. You know, George Sheets has worked most of his life in the county, mm. had a home in the county, um, bought a parcel of land where he wanted to build a house where he could retire. You know, he's, he's facing retirement, wants to live there with his wife and raise his grandson. Um so he makes plans. He's worked his whole life. He pays for the property, has that paid off. His plan was to pay off the the home and live off of what, what he had saved up. So he was shocked when he went into the county uh, to pick up his permit. And, you know, you're used to the ordinary fees. Like, you know, there is a permit processing fee. There are, you know, sewer connection fees, things like that. But when he was handed his bill, it had this exceptional line item on it over $23,000 for what they claim to be traffic impact mitigation fees. And he asks them, what, you know, we're a retired couple. How in the world can we have this much impact? What is this based on? And the, uh, the permit official said, you don't like it. You don't have to have a house, pay it or you don't get a house. So that's really the origin of, this fight um back in 2016 he was told basically if you want to build a house you're gonna to have to pay us don't ask any questions as to you know how we came up with this huge fee but george wasn't going to put up with that george decided to fight the case and as it progressed we we you're looking into how the county came up with this fee it's not for george's impacts but when my friends over at Blood of Tyrants said, hey, Brian, we know you don't drink alcohol, but we have a great product built for you. I knew something must be up. And that's when I found out about Liquid Freedom. Crafted with natural ingredients and the power of yerba mate, this revolutionary energy tea is 100% sugar-free and crash-free. So you can go ahead and use code TBNS at checkout for 10% off your orders, and you can sip with a purpose while also embracing the freedom revolution minus the alcohol. One more time. Get your liquid freedom tea by heading to briannickelshow.com forward slash tea. And now back to the show. The the county decided that they, they, well, they wanted more money to build roads. They didn't want to tax people because people don't like taxes and, and they may get voted out. They didn't want to put the fees on business because, you know, business is a big uh, revenue generator. They wanted to make it easier for new businesses to come in. So who is going to pay? Well, the easiest people to target are people who aren't there yet. You know, people who have to build a new home. Um, you know, they aren't currently in the county to protest when these fees are passed. So, so what they did was they took this whole bucket of 
of money that they needed and put it on people who come to the county and build a new home. Wow. So th- you, <laughs> this case was in, I almost, I almost said California, California, my, <laughs> my apologies to the, my, my, I have family who lives in California. It will in-laws, but I digress. Um, now you guys, this went through the California state courts. Um, they rejected Sheets claims, right? And the Supreme Court, they denied review 2013 in May. You guys then bring this up to the Supreme Court. Walk us through there. Like what, what, what was the argument to the Supreme Court and maybe help set the stage of, in terms of like what this, this going to the Supreme Court could do for property owners like Mr. Sheets here. Yeah, to, to understand why the U.S. Supreme Court took the case, I have to kind of travel a little bit back into the state court proceedings. Um, the reason why the county was able to get away with this kind of fee shifting, um, you know, making George pay for the impacts of new business and things like that was because California had adopted a rule um, typically Fees, there, there are a couple of U.S. Supreme Court cases called Nolan v. California Coastal Commission and Dolan v. Uh, City of Tigard that establish that these sorts of demands when the government conditions a permit on some sort of like dedication to the public, that they have to be sufficiently justified, um, that they have to be based on the impacts of that development. So in George's case, they, they would have had to have been based on, you know, the the impacts of him and his wife building a single family home, um, not and you can't put the burdens of neighbors, of commercial development, of, you know, anything else. You can't make him pay that. But in California, the courts had adopted a rule that said, well, that only applies when it's the permit desk who makes the decision when the county board of supervisors or some legislative body says you know you will pay you will give property well we're not going to hold that to any level of scrutiny we're just going to let them take what they want so when george took his case through the california courts of course he was denied under that california court rule that says that legislatures can take what they want and that there won't be this heightened level of it's a review. Di- little dystopian. Legislators can it take what they want. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, but it sets the stage for what happened to George is if if there's going to be no meaningful review, right. what's going to stop cities or counties from putting more and more into that bucket of money that they demand? So, Brian, oral arguments, uh, and let's go to the Supreme Court right now. By the way, folks who are wondering, um, you guys, Brian, at the Pacific Legal Foundation were just in front of the Supreme Court back in early January, so we're still kind of waiting for the ruling to come down. But oral arguments usually can give a little bit of context in terms of where the justices' heads are at. So, in the questions, and and maybe in some of the, the questions from the justices based on the arguments being presented Kind of what's your gut telling you? Like, where, where are some of the justices kind of leaning right now based on how those arguments were framed? Yeah, well, the question that we presented to the U.S. Supreme Court and, and that they granted review on was whether there was some sort of legislative exception to 
this is called the doctrine of unconstitutional conditions. It's a type of regulatory taking argument that says that you can't use the opportunity of somebody having to ask government for permission to use their property as a way of exacting or extorting them into giving up property or money. Um, the arguments went on, on that question went very well. At one point, um, Justice Gorsuch noted what he called radical agreement among the justices and the parties that there is no exception, that, that the Constitution applies to government, mm. not just a single branch of government. And that if you were to exempt a branch of government from the Constitution, it would basically just, you know, create such a gape, uh, such a massive loophole that they could get away with just about anything. Wow. So we are we're confident that on the question presented, um, that uh, you know the the, the 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 court's questioning indicates that they are that they're not interested in. Um, endorsing California's rule that said that legislatures are are uh, free from the restraints of the Constitution. So, I, I kind of teased this question earlier. I'll I'll circle back to it now. I feel like Jen Saki. We're going to circle back now, um, Brian. What do you think this is going to set from a precedence? Win or lose, right? Like, let okay. How about this? Let paint the picture both ways. Win. What what does this do for for landowners, property owners going forward, or lose? Right now, I preface that that question with based on what it sounds like it might be leaning. It might be the win route, but just just in case, we need to hear that that lost scenario. So paint paint the discrepancy of those two pictures for us, if you would. Yeah, and, and the discrepancy really highlights why this is such an important case. Um, a win. Well, let me start with the lose. Um, a lose. A lose would mean that legislative demands would get basically rubber stamped by the court. So the legislature could say things like, if you want to build a home, you have to give us, you know, the the front, the first front half of your property. We're going to turn it into a park or we're going to open up your property to the public or we're going to demand really if there's no review, there's no real limit to how much they can demand. We're going to demand that you pay you know, $20,000, $40,000, $100,000 into some public fund like a like a park fund or something like that. There would be no meaningful throttle on those sorts of demands. And you know what that means is that home prices that are already skyrocketing would be going up exponentially. So if $100,000 of fees was put on a home, add that onto the price tag. Fewer homes get built, fewer people have the opportunity to get into homes. That is the consequence if, if we had an adverse decision in this case, if legislatures were held to be free of the constraints of the constitution. Now, if the court rules in our favor and says that these sorts of legislative demands are subject to the Constitution, specifically the cases that I mentioned earlier, Nolan and Dolan, it's a, a much better view of the future for people who are interested in property, in liberty, in um, transparent government, because what it would say is 
government, you're still able to make demands that are uh, properly measured to mitigate for some externalities. So if I'm going to you know, pave my parking lot and it's going to cause water runoff, you can require me to do something so that it doesn't harm the public or harm neighbors. What you can't do is use the fact that I'm having to ask you for permission to use my land to steal. So what a ruling in our favor would mean that property owners get a meaningful day in court so that they can question the government and they can force the government to lay out its reasons to justify these sorts of permit conditions. So Brian, seven years, right? This has been going through the legal system and the ideological makeup of the Supreme Court itself, even in those short seven years, it's changed quite a bit. So do you see that this type of a case maybe will will be more looked at in in a, a favorable lens with the new shifting ideological perspective of the Supreme Court, obviously going in a much more, I would say, conservative more liberty-oriented direction. You you highlighted with one Neil Gorsuch, who I'd say is probably the most liberty-oriented Supreme Court justice we have. Um, so do, do you find that maybe this is more of a, a door opening now based on the opportunity that presents itself with the timing of the current uh, makeup of the Supreme Court to get more of these pro-liberty pro property like uh property right cases before the Supreme Court frankly before God knows what happens or dare I say it's too late you know it the the current court has shown a lot more interest in property rights um in this case though the question about the the question that they accepted review on are you tired of just managing through each day, constantly battling pain, anxiety, and sleepless nights? Well, it's time for a change. Experience the transformative power of Ebel's CBD. Say goodbye to survival mode and hello to thriving. Visit briannicholshow.com forward slash Ebel's, E-A-B-L-E-S, and use code T-B-N-S for an exclusive 15% off your order. Your journey to wellness starts now. And now, back to the show is it seems so obvious that you know that a legislature should not be that a legislative body should not be free of the demands of the federal constitution that you know justice sotomayor in her questioning was very critical of the government's arguments when it came to um the, you know the any sort of rule that would hold the legislature to a different standard. And she also echoed the same concerns that Justice Gorsuch did. So just like some of the cases that we've recently brought up to the courts, like the Geraldine Tyler v. Hennepin County, that was the home equity theft case, which garnered broad support by the justices without regard to their um, where they lie on, on ideological spectrum. We believe that this issue also should garner broad support. Now, when you get down to the brass tacks, like how these tests work and the level of scrutiny, that's where you start to see a divide among the justices with more liberty-based um, justices holding government to a higher standard of proof than the, um, the more progressive justices. 
All right, Brian, I have uh, one final question, and this kind of goes to uh, maybe finding some common ground with some folks that you wouldn't normally find common ground with. And I think um, you, you mentioned this with uh, uh, Justice Sotomayor, and you know, I, I think one of the things I heard wasn't isn't there um, an afford, affordable housing advocate uh, group that that's also filing an amicus brief with you guys as well, or did I not maybe hear that? Well, yeah, you know what? Yes, yes, it was. You know, housing interest filed an amicus brief with us, and you know that goes back to what I was saying that without government transparency and without the ability to take these sorts of cases to court to analyze you know the most extreme fees these are the ones that that make it up to the u.s supreme court ordinary fees typically don't get challenged and typically don't make it you know very far if it's a supportable fee um nobody's going to waste their money chasing litigation there it's the extraordinary and the extraordinary cases show that if these are left unchecked the cost of housing is going to go up because if government sees permits as a way to raise money without having to raise taxes, you can, you know, guarantee you that they're going to exploit that opportunity until it breaks. And (laughs) doing so just drives up the cost of homes. Let no good crisis go to waste. Isn't that the uh, the Rahm Emanuel <laughs> approach to yeah, governance? Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, Brian, we're, we're getting towards the uh, the tail end of the episode here. So what we like to do is a little segment we call Final Thoughts. So I'll let you uh, kick things off here. What would you like the audience to take away from today's episode so they can wrap this up in a nice bow? Well, to realize that, you know, we're, across the nation we're facing a – we hear about this housing crisis. Um, what it really is is a supply and demand problem that not enough homes are being built at all price points uh, across the full spectrum from entry level to to the highest homes. One of the main reasons, and this was recognized as far back as the Reagan administration, one of the main reasons that home prices are going up is the cost of regulation. Now, there's some regulation that is going that that is necessary, but a lot of it's unnecessary. And what we need to do is to be able to police the unnecessary and costly regulations to make sure that there are more homes are produced across all price points and just get rid of things like these these excessive traffic fees, um, you know, things like that, that all they do is stymie production and take personal wealth. Brian Hodges, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And by the way, you mentioned a case. Uh, we actually had Jim Burling on the show to talk about this case. Geraldine Tyler, she's a 94-year-old woman who had, it was a $25,000, um, was it $25,000 the government decided to take on her her uh, property and just like entirely steal her, her property from underneath her. So there's a whole case there uh, being built out. Jim outlines it in detail. If you're joining us on the YouTube version of the show, uh, stick around after the credits roll. Link will pop up right about here with uh, my conversation with Jim where we dig into that and uh, and more. So uh, if you are, are, yes, joining us on the video version of the show, well, thank you, by the way, for doing that. Uh, make sure you do yourself a favor, by the way, 
the way. Hit subscribe and hit that little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. And also, do me a favor. Hit that like button because that helps uh, more uh, folks in the algorithms for whatever reason. That's how YouTube works. Uh, it shows more of the Brian Nichols show to more of our likely audience. So please help the show out. Uh, and by the way, yes, we are not just on YouTube. We are on a bunch of other different video platforms. You can find me on Rumble, uh, Ben Swan's Sovereign, spelled S-O-V-R-E-N, which by the way, if you are checking us out over there today, you're seeing today's episode before anybody else. That's your Sovereign exclusive. Plus, we upload our episodes in their entirety to uh, x.com, formerly Twitter, as well as Facebook. And uh, by the way, we are an audio version as well for a podcast. So go ahead to your favorite podcast catcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, I Like Podcast Addict. Hit subscribe and then hit download all unplayed episodes. If you're a new subscriber here to The Brian Nichols Show, which I know we've been getting dozens and dozens of subscribers daily, it seems like, as we've joined Amp America and we're reaching a tons and tons of new people. So uh, if you are new to The Brian Nichols Show, go through. We have over 800 episodes of the program that you can go through from different topics. Of, you know, We're talking about economics, healthcare, uh, we're talking about cultural issues, all that and more. So please go ahead and hit download all unplayed episodes. I guarantee a few of them, uh, more than a few, will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. And then where you can follow us, find us on social media. Yes, Twitter, x.com, as well as Facebook. You can find me at B Nichols Liberty. Brian, where can folks go ahead and uh, reach out to you, but also support the Pacific Legal Foundation and learn more about all the other great cases that you guys are going out and fighting on behalf of folks uh, in the world of liberty? Yeah, if you visit our website at www.pacificlegal.org, you can find case pages for this case and really all the cases that we litigate. We have a pretty robust blog. A, a uh, We have videos that we post. So you can find pretty much everything there. And if you wanted to get in touch with attorneys, there's also a case submission form on the site. Great stuff. Links all in the show notes. Plus, remember, I said I was going to include that link with our, our uh, great conversation with Jim Burling from the Pacific Legal Foundation as well, talking about that, yes, very sad case of Geraldine Tyler, but have no fear. We also have some good news to that case, which also we talk about in a later episode. So make sure you go through and give it a subscribe and give it a listen. And also one final thing, and that is for me to please ask you members of the audience to support those who support the Brian Nichols show. And that is our sponsors. So please support our amazing sponsors over at liquid freedom, energy, tea, evil CBD, cardio miracle, BNC technology advisors, and more. If you go to the, uh, the episode page over on our website, you will see all four of those awesome, uh, awesome sponsors listed right there to the right. But if you go to our general sponsor page, you'll see all of the sponsors we have here at The Brian Nichols Show. And yes, they are the folks who help us keep the lights on. So please go ahead and support them. And when you do, use your code TBNS at checkout and you'll get your special discount, whether that's 15% off, a $5 discount here, free eBooks here, all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, thank you again for supporting the folks who support us. With that being being said, that's all we have for you today. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show. For Brian Hodges from the Pacific Legal Foundation, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.